Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, March 5th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Give them a call. Take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933. The number. Hit like, hit subscribe. Let's go. Let's build those numbers. I like winning. Let's win. How about that? Uh, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have got holes. Uh, I keep getting splashback on, on YouTube comments and on Facebook about the Colts and how they've kind of gone about their business this offseason, how they have holes and they're not as good a team as they were last year. For goodness sake, they haven't signed any free agents yet. We haven't had the draft. We haven't gone into that period of the NFL offseason where teams acquire people. This is the part of the offseason where free agents are available. Anybody not under contract is a free agent. Anybody not signed to an extension is out there in the open market. All teams during this period of the offseason have massive holes in their roster. The Colts, they can plug their holes. They got a, a hole at left tackle. That's going to be plugged because that guy, that left tackle who's going to start for the Colts is not on the roster right now. Edge rushers. Do you bring back Justin Houston? Do you bring back Tonico Autry? I don't know. Team-friendly deal? You could do it. I think you draft an edge rush guy. Wide receiver? Do you bring back T.Y. Hilton? That's going to be an economic decision. That's about business. You do bring back Zach Paschal. He's a restricted free agent. You bring him back absolutely. How about Xavier Rhodes as a cornerback? Xavier Rhodes and, and uh, T.J. Carey, are the two losses at cornerback. You can bring both guys back. Both guys last year were kind of rescued by the Colts. I think both those guys owe the Colts a little bit. They could both be back, and the cornerback position could be the same, except you could have Rocky Seen, who develops a little bit and becomes a more adequate starting-level cornerback in the NFL, befitting his 34th overall selection a couple of years ago in the draft. You got a whole draft. You got the 21st overall pick. You, you've then got 54. You can trade back from either of those and get equivalent talent and more talent. I, I don't see the problem. Every team in the NFL has got free agents who are walking out the door. Every team in the NFL is going to acquire free agents. It's all going to be okay. Calm yourselves. And, and one guy said that I hated Philip Rivers. I didn't hate Philip Rivers. I love Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was fantastic. Philip Rivers played his ass off. He was unbelievably good compared to what my expectations were for Philip Rivers. And what a guy. Every single week, the media availabilities were incredible. Sat there, answered every question, whether the questions were fair, whether the questions were unfair, whatever they were. He answered those questions to the best of his ability in 90-second sound bites. He was a gift to the media in Indianapolis. Nobody, I promise you, in the media hated Philip Rivers at all, either as a guy or as a football player. Colts went 11-5, and for goodness sake. I thought they were going to go 9-7 and at best. They went 11-5. and Who's going to be upset about that? Are they going to be a playoff team in 2021? I think so. Carson Wentz, that's the big hole plugger right there. If he stays healthy, you got a hell of a chance to be a very, very good team. You've got a quarterback now who can run. You've got a quarterback who can extend plays, although he shouldn't do that too much. And you've got a quarterback with a howitzer for an arm. 
Win, win, win. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go. The, the, the Colts are in good shape. Indiana. They got a game left in the regular season. That game tomorrow afternoon, 2 o'clock at Mackey Arena against Purdue. Then they got a game, at least one, in the Big Ten tournament. There is still more basketball to be played. Race Thompson may not play. That's not good news. Armand Franklin likely not to play tomorrow and likely not to play in the, uh, in the Big Ten tournament. That's not good news. Both those guys, they're the engines. Those guys have balled out. I got no problem with either of those guys. Here's my problem with Archie Miller as we talk about Archie Miller. Justin Smith has gone to Arkansas and played really good basketball, played with effort. What does that, I, he leaves, you think, okay, you know what? I'm tired of watching a guy loaf in transition. I'm tired of that. He's not doing that at Arkansas. I've seen him play a couple of times. Arkansas is a much better team with Justin Smith than without him. I would say that that somehow or another can be assessed as a failure for Archie Miller. Is he going to survive? Archie Miller could survive, but I think it's economics that will drive that survival. $10.5 million is a buyout. That is a lot of cash for Indiana to outlay for a, uh, for a basketball coach to go away. Indiana, not in great shape financially right now because of COVID. Affording a $10.5 million buyout may not be financially wise for him at this point, and they may bring Archie Miller back just because in that they, next offseason, it's $3.5 million. Are we going to save $7 million? Or are we going to spend that money and and start this thing again, right? You've started uh, three times over the last uh, almost 20 years. 20 years, sure. Mike Davis to Kelvin Sampson, Kelvin Sampson to Tom Crean, Tom Crean to Archie Miller, now Archie Miller potentially to somebody else. It's time for Indiana, if they do restart this thing, to get arrogant, to get confident. And what's going to look like arrogance. It's time for Scott Dolson to say, look, this is my job. I'm going to hire this guy. I don't need any help. Thank you very much. I don't need your suggestions. I've been looking at guys and vetting guys for a long time. And what we're going to do is we're going to take this program back. And we're going to make it Indiana basketball again. That's what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. You can fire me. But I am not going to listen to the rabble. Uh, in a uh, blue ribbon panel, these guys who look at resumes and tell me who to hire, who the next hot coach is. I'm not doing it. I'm hiring an Indiana guy to take Indiana basketball back. Here we go. We're not going to run from our heritage of success anymore and our culture of toughness. We're going to run toward it. We're going to embrace it. That's what Indiana needs to do if they're going to move on from Archie Miller. If they can beat Purdue tomorrow, win a couple of games in the Big Ten tournament. I guess everything's possible. But, you know, how likely is that? If you've watched Indiana the last couple of weeks, you know how likely it is. But as soon as you think you got Indiana figured out, they do something different. So who the hell knows at this point? I'm rooting for Indiana. I'm going to turn off this Archie Miller talk tomorrow afternoon at 2 and just try to enjoy watching Indiana play basketball one more time. And, and see how it goes. Let's go. Let's go Hoosiers. Let's rally around whatever this, this group is led by this coach who may or may not be the coach next year. Let's rally around them and see if we can support them to some kind of, uh, of uh, you know, success over this last week. Uh, Big Ten Tournament, 
Fans are going to be able to go 8,000 fans to every game of the Big Ten tournament at Lucas Oil Stadium. Good. You know, it's time to get back to going to games, going to concerts, having some fun, for goodness sake. Get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated Monday. I, I actually can't wait. The Indiana Pacers, they lost their last game before the uh, All-Star break last night. They lost to the Nuggets 113-103. Uh, the second quarter was their undoing. They got outscored by 10 in the second quarter. Miles was good last night uh, with 22 and 12. Domas Sabonis with the poor man's triple-double. 10, 10, and 10. 10s are wild last night for Domas Sabonis. The, uh, the weakest of all triple-doubles, but a triple-double is a triple-double. Let's give Domas some credit. Uh, he's going to be an all-star. He was not the last player selected in the all-star draft yesterday. And that's a nice thing. Here's the run of games that the Pacers have to start the second half. They Right now, they're 16 and 19. They play at the Lakers, then at the Suns, then they are at Denver. They're not going to be favored in any of those games. They come back home to play against Brooklyn. Not going to be favored in that one. Uh, they play at Miami twice then. That's going to be a little bit tough. They're at the Bucks. Tough. They play at home against Detroit. There's some home cooking that the Pacers need to enjoy against the willful Detroit Pistons. They're at Dallas. Then they finish that stretch up at Washington. They should be favored in that game against Washington. This is a tough stretch of road for the Indiana Pacers. Five and five over that 10-game stretch would be huge. And I think they need to go five and five. With the 72-game regular season, Pacers they got to find a way in that 10-game stretch to win as many as they lose, or it's going to get tough toward the end of the season when the schedule is a little bit more favorable and they can lock down a playoff spot. Pacers, you know what? Without Karis LeVert, without T.J. Warren, they got plenty of excuses, but you got to figure out ways to win these games and get back to the playoffs. If you don't, take this thing to the ground, right? Draft inside the lottery. Get a hell of a player. Let's move on. With, I'm not saying, you know, pull a, a Sam Henke and, and go completely rogue and, and crater this thing. But uh, boy, oh boy, Pacers, they, they, they could, if they could get some talent, some like elite level young talent, they got a chance to do some things. I think they're going to have Karis LeVert back as the, uh, as the season recommences after the All-Star break. That's a good thing. Maybe that, that's the missing ingredient. Last night, they needed offense in that second quarter. They didn't have it. And the good thing about a guy like Karis LeVert coming back or a guy like T.J. Warren coming back, if he comes back, is that it really elevates your second unit. If you don't have to start Doug McDermott, Doug McDermott makes your second unit much, much better. Speaking of McDermott, his dad has been suspended by Creighton. What weak sauce this is. What are you doing? This is pure bureaucratic nonsense from an academic institution that specializes in bureaucratic nonsense, as they all do. It's all CYA. It's all, could we please get the phones stopped? I want them to stop ringing. What do we do to get the phones to stop ringing? You suspend him. But we already said that any punishment was going to stay confidential. Yeah, well, we got to get the phones to stop ringing. We don't want any more people complaining. We're tired of being on SportsCenter. What do we do? Let's suspend him. That's what this is. Look, Doug McDermott, or not Doug McDermott, his dad, the coach at Creighton, 
you know what? If you want to fire him, fire him. I think suspension is absolutely the weakest response that a management team can bring to bear against a uh, uh, a guy who has violated the tenets of good taste. And McDermott certainly did that. He was wrong in saying what he said. It was not just insensitive. It, you know what? Plantation. That's that's a racist thought. Right? And and I hate saying that. I hate judging a guy's character. But it is. And it was hurtful to the team. It was hurtful to an assistant coach. And you know what? You can't have that within your basketball program, no matter how good your coach is. You can't have it. So either you stand by your guy and say, you know what? It's one mistake. We have not seen a historic, like, racist tendency within McDermott, and so we're going to ride with him and use this as a learning moment for everybody within our university, or you say goodbye. We're not going to tolerate that kind of thing. You don't try to, you know, ride the middle. You don't try to walk that tightrope and and save the guy, but look like you're a hard ass and you're punishing the guy. You just don't do it. But that's what Creighton's doing. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Jeff Graves, Happy birthday today, the great Dick Wolsey. Happy birthday, Jim Williams, Steve Harnady. Happy birthday, the great Rob Albright. Happy birthday. Uh, Jeff Willey, happy birthday, New Albany Zone. Uh, Kurt Pfeiffer, happy birthday. Dane Wolf, Dane Wolf and Dick Wolsey celebrating a birthday. How about that on the same day? Dave Graveline, happy birthday. Jeff Binkley and the great Bill Stone up in Fruitport, uh, Michigan celebrating a birthday. Went to Lake Hills Elementary School with Bill Stone for a couple of years. Love Bill Stone. Great guy. Uh, If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. You know what? How about this? Celebrate somebody with an honest and specific compliment. Do that. Live a good life. Enjoy the day. Live today a little bit better than yesterday. And then do the same thing tomorrow. And the same thing tomorrow. We got three things that we can be every single day by our choice. We can be diligent, hardworking people. We can be curious, wanting to learn, coveting information and insight, and we can can also be empathetic and care about others. We can do those things. It's within our power to do all those things. Why wouldn't we choose to do those three things? All within our power, all would help make us better people. Let's do that. Easy. And enjoy your weekend. Go Hoosiers! Let's go!